Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School. Jay Foreman's out the building. He's got some uh, coaching and daddy duties that he's got to take care of, and I appreciate him covering for me uh, last week. Uh, some of you know I had procedure number two on Thursday, and I had to pump the brakes and chill and recover for a bit. Um, there are always interesting stories about <laughs> about getting procedures done. Uh, I'm good. I'm here, as you can uh, as you can tell. I'm here and recovering, and the healing has done is, has gone the way it was supposed to go for me to be back today. I wasn't sure I was going to be back today. As a matter of fact, I think. My staff kind of prefers it when I don't come in, um, <laughs> because Rico was like, "Yeah, you don't, you could, you should just stay home." I was like, "Okay, well, be careful. One of these times, we'll take you up on it." Uh, but we had the uh, staff holiday party uh, Saturday, and it was a great turnout. Um, and then, of course, later Saturday was. Uh, an event for Nathan Brennan as he uh, as he takes off and heads uh, heads to Kansas City, uh, but we had the event at Double Eagle and I want to shout out and say thank you to uh, to to Taylor and Lincoln Pub Lincoln's Pub for what they did for us. They delivered all the food, uh, they delivered pizzas and dip and uh, bread pudding, which is spectacular. And for somebody that is fighting. Uh, glucose. I'm not supposed to be in that space, but I took a bite because I really need to. Just the smell uh, demanded uh, I take a bite of it. Um, if by chance we've got some of the dip uh, in the refrigerator uh, that we brought here right afterwards, so we we'd have it and folks could have access to it. But um, great turnout, um, and then great turnout for uh, Nathan's going away event uh, at McKinney's uh, after that. So. Good stuff. Uh, it was good to see everybody. Good to be around everybody. Uh, good stuff uh, all the way. And then, um, pecan pie. Says, yeah, it's great. It says it's great to have you back. Thank you. It's great. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, pecan pie. We were talking about Lincoln youth and Lincoln sports, high school sports, and its place in the state. And I'm always fascinated by the discussion about Lincoln versus. The Metro, uh, and then the Outliers, right? Because the Outliers, there are no two similarities between any two outlier counties, towns, cities in Nebraska. They're all different. They have their own identity, their own populations, their own style of, of how business is done, how training is done, etc. And so walking into the basketball facility and seeing this just abundance of Lincoln – uh, athletes and families. When you start to look, right, these are people that I, I may or may not know. I ran into some folks that came up to say hi and patted me on the back and wanted to introduce me to their kids, and that's always great. Um, and then you look at, in that space, one, it's just a ton of teams. So of all the courts, they're all filled, and they all had games, uh, two teams ready to play behind the games that were being played. Um I'm amazed at how much money and resources put into it. I would imagine that paying for that facility over the course of the day is pretty expensive. 
but that that you know these organizations have no problem with with doing that and then watching it even at nine o'clock at night it's still full and folks are still in and out uh, but pecan pie says this is that there is enough money in Lincoln youth sports uh, and a major uh, lack of facilities uh, where in Omaha, uh, folks are willing to spend, and therefore the youth opportunities are better. Most high-level kids are heading to play for Omaha teams, which, okay. I'm going to need folks to help me wrap my brain around why that is so, because being in a college town, there are resources. There are people with levels of success who were born in this town, raised in this town, uh, do business in this town. And if you tell me that all the athletes are born and raised and bred in, in Omaha, okay, there's a greater number of them. Number matters, quality ma- quantity matters. But quality in that space, right? Quality in that space can be developed based on the intent of the grownups in that space. And that if folks in Lincoln decided that, okay, we are lacking, our kids are lacking in opportunities when it comes to basketball or football, then you get active in setting up those opportunities and creating, one, the resource, two, creating and, 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 and inviting those resources into your space. Um, building facilities because there's room, there's room, uh, but there needs to be somebody who's in charge of that, who's willing to push the buttons and move that. And so it should be done. So for Lincoln parents, I'll ask you, what's required for Lincoln to catch up to Omaha in facility? Is there, are there people who in the community lead in those sorts of things, right? Real estate is required. That's There's plenty of real estate, right? There's plenty of real estate. Resources, money, money, and the ability to accumulate money, raise money, uh, send money into a specific space until you have what you need from it. Who are the people that need to be tapped on the shoulder, palm pressed to get that to happen? Because you're talking about your kids and the future of this space, right? The, 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 the kids are the future of this thing. We, we know that to be true. So to tell me that you care about your young people means that as the leaders of that community, you push into that space what's required. Anything that needs to be done in this space can be done because there's enough resource. There's enough resource that the university can whistle and millions fall from the sky. Right? And if you said that in the same space that one of the major objectives and focuses of what the university should do in this space is to create opportunities for the next Huskers in that space. <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, this is the thing, and I can tell you, in places that I've been, what the university did was to put in play, and let's say football. Let's talk football specifically. They put in the space a, a natural connection to the university program through resources 
identity, branding, etc. And then they put in that space people who are willing to fund it so that the next generation was already in place and on the path to represent the university when that time came. Right? So in Utah, it's Little League football. And all of them wear either like on, you, the uniforms are provided. So home and away, right? So everybody's wearing Utah uniforms of some sort, right? But they're playing at each other and then running plays and running systems that are equal to or similar to what the top program in the state runs. Why? Because then you can see if somebody excels at the level that they're in, at the thing that you're going to need when they get to, to college and start to get recruited, right? So if you are running a spread offense at the University of Nebraska, then you need to create in that space a space where young, the next generation also runs some of what you have so that you can use those players in your system. Not just throw it all out the window. Right, like not to just go, okay, for, for for nine years, you've been playing, running the wishbone, and now we need receivers who run the spread, and they're not prepared. Funny. Funny how that works. And so the same in basketball, right? The same in baseball, that if you're in this space and you want year-round facilities, then where are the indoor baseball facilities where you could play actual games during that time where Florida, Texas, California are playing games. Because that's who you want to play against. Like, remove the, 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 the nonsense that the Big Ten is limited because of its weather, but there's a way. Like, I was in Texas, and they had indoor practice facility that was bigger than the, the facility, they, the stadium they played in. Why? Because they wanted people to actually play games. Drills are nice. But in a real world you want to actually play games as well and that's the payoff that's how you get kids to work harder is to give them a payoff and be able to play games so in that space for basketball why would you not have the university of nebraska basketball program in charge of the select or elite basketball programs in this space which would help you put have eyes on and hands on the talent that you want to come and be a feeder for your program. It's crazy because you would think that that would be the goal, but I think in some cases there are people who are so diehard into Nebraska that they think a little too small, and it's I'm giving my money to this university for this purpose, not thinking about how it grows the program or how it can be used, you know, by the program, but outside of the program at the same time, it's Nebraska football has been my thing. I give my money to the football program. It's up to them. I don't think there's been a lot of forward thinking necessarily. I, I can't speak to who the leaders are. I can't speak to how to go after them. But you're in this, but, you're, you're in the system. You're a coach. So you have some idea of how money moves in this space. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for you, it would make more sense for you to, let's say, it's basketball. For sake of discussion, it's basketball. Two major programs in the state. University of Nebraska, Creighton. 
and running from an understanding of what they do and what they require. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say, the Creighton has the same problem because, listen, if you've got all that talent in the Metro, you better get everybody in the Metro. If they get one or two a year. Right? Right in that space. But if I'm connected to those young people and they see and hear Creighton basketball fed into them even in their younger phases – it becomes natural to consider imagining yourself in the biggest program in the state. That should be a part of the messaging in that you want those young people to have dreams and aspirations of being at the best program in this space. And I think that's what a lot of people talk about wanting. But when you think about that, DP, I think it's more about the walk-on program. It's the kids that are you know born in this state that want to bleed for the end when it comes to football. You know, I don't think that's the case necessarily anymore. Part of because of how the program's fallen, but where's the outreach but, to but these places? Why would where you, are the systems? What, here's here's a thing that ever since I got here, a thing that I don't understand about the football program. Why are you asking all the local kids to pay money when I, I don't when you have resources? Make it worth their while. I look. The whole point of NIL is giving people their actual value rather than than some implied value. Mm-hmm. And you're telling the best players in the state that, well, quite frankly, you don't have the same value as the people that we're going to go and get and bring them to Nebraska, and they have more value than you do. That's, that a, that's, a, that's a weird message to give. And then here's the other thing. Where are the coach, where's the coaching feeder system? For Lincoln High School and the university, right? Because I don't know. I'm going to say this, and some people will get get will get their, their toes in a bunch over it. But go ahead. That the new the new leadership came in, and if you couldn't find great coaching leadership here in Lincoln to make a part of your program, then you're saying that. Well, quite frankly, it's not good enough. Where did where did Matt Rule go hire a high school coach from? Like I would like he went to Texas. He went to Texas. And and I can tell you if you said that to me in that space, I would ask the question, well, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me because if you've got good enough coaches, you're saying that you've got good enough players from those coaches. And then you're saying, no, nobody here's good enough for to be a part of what I'm going to do. Which is a straight again in Utah. I'm just telling you in space. Like we talked to Everett Gray, I can tell you that there are six programs in the state of Utah that come to Everett Gray for players, and have asked him to be a part of their programs. I was just, I, I was an I was an unofficial scout, so that was the whole point, right? Was that I'm coaching kids, and I would see kids, and I can get around them and have different conversations than the high school coaches could. But the high school coaches would have conversations with me that they needed to have with the with with the top programs. The same thing happened in DC. The same thing happened in Charlotte. The same thing happened in Houston. Like it it the system is set up for the elite program in that space to set the standard for how all business below it is done because it affects them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't set up a ladder where they're all connected and it's a consistent and constant voice mm-hmm. that oh we know all the husker players and they will come to our games they'll come to our practices uh they'll come coaches will come and work with the coaches like they'll do all those things and i just don't see it 
and I don't understand it. You would think it would be easier to do in a place like Nebraska where there is that one major program for football. Mm-hmm. You should want those coaches. You should want those players where in the end. Basketball, you can throw out the two in Nebraska and Creighton. In Texas, sure, you, I could, you could argue that it's tougher with so many schools, and they all want to have their own imprints. But in their own communities, it should be just as simple. Well, How the, do you build that pipeline? Well, here's the thing. I, well, Calvin Sampson, I was at a 3A private school in, te- in, in the Woodlands, Texas. Now, look, I ran the camps for Matt Bullard and, and, and Chris Paul, and like, there were folks in the space mm-hmm. who their kids were in the school system, but they were tied to the schools because their kids were in the school. Mm-hmm. So they would, hey, what do you need, coach? Well, I need you here is what I need, first of all. I need you here, and I need you to be known. Need a face, not just a name. Right, Well, but I, I need you to be known. I need you, not the name, but the person to be known in this space because it makes it easier for me to co-sign Chris Paul or Matt Bullard or whoever the coach is or A.J. Hench and to say, here's what A.J recommends that you do aj hinch is at the top of major league baseball right and then well then it's easy to get the baseball player in that space and aj hinch when he needs a place to work out players he knows he's coming to a facility that's legitimate it's legitimate he's not gonna walk it i'm telling you when i walked it i was at 6a in virginia and i thought i had seen everything in dc right i've seen it all until I went to Texas. And then I went, oh, my goodness. I hadn't seen it all. And then you come here, and I'm going, for everything that Nebraska has and that they have control of, like there's a benefit for Nebraska to be small in number because you can control the people in place and the people in the space. Mm-hmm. What I want is for those people to put them in space and to be active in it because – Here's the thing, the kids deserve it. The kids deserve it. Like, I, I, I just want to say it, and I'll keep repeating it. There is zero reason for Lincoln Public Schools and for Lincoln Little League and for Lincoln Select to not be able to match up because if there are fewer kids in Lincoln, there's fewer kids I have to coach, and there's fewer things that I can – that I, when I get it right, I can share it with more, a greater percentage and portion of the programs and the kids that are in that space. That's all there is. I, I'm just saying I'm rooting for Lincoln to get it right because the kids deserve it. And the parents, you guys, again, you guys are active on the text line, and God bless you for it because you guys are giving me information. Um, I want to read a couple of them, then we'll go to break because Nori is here and I want to bring him in. Um, one text says, Lincoln Youth, uh, football is is a fine program. Uh, you can expect eight, nine, ten year olds to run a raid, uh, air raid or spread. No, no, understand how they work. Forget about what they work on. How they work is what you teach. How? What is the mindset? Can you the mindset of guys who play high level football? It's how they work. You don't look. You don't get to determine how tall you are, how fast you are, how strong you are. You can work on it, but quite frankly, your talent is your talent. That's what it is. It's how you work on whatever you have to work on that is the difference maker. And that's the messaging that is important. And when it comes from the biggest voice in the, in the, in the vacuum, then it controls the vacuum. And I can tell you, 
that Matt Rule gets into space and becomes the loudest voice in the vacuum, and he's known in the, in those those space. He'll change the way Lincoln youth football is done. He'll change Fred Hoiberg in the space, loudest voice can change Lincoln basketball. He can change it. He absolutely can change it. And I'll tell you, I know Harvell and company, they can change baseball in the state of Nebraska. They can absolutely change it by the way that they train and who's the whose voice are they following. And all the products, the coaches in this space, are all the accumulation of the voices above them. That's what coaching is. It's just That's how it works. Right, we'll throw it to break. We'll come back. Got the big man. Nori is going to walk in here, and he'll talk with us here on Old School when we come back. 